center. Gone! That's out of the stadium. It went over the SUV. It cleared the stands. That ball had a family. Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. And welcome back into BetMGM Tonight. De La Cruz, uh, he's really good at destroying baseballs. That call right there, courtesy of Bally's Ryan Horvath, Rob Brown, with you here on a Tuesday night, July 25th. BetMGM Tonight, Trista and Nick with the week off. We're live. Uh, I'm at home. Rob out there covering ACC Media Week. Uh, Rob, before we get into the AL and NL Central, those dumpster fires, we got to talk a little soccer here quick because uh, you just admitted to me off the air that you were this close to placing a small little wager tonight on Messi to score. Uh, well, he just scored his second MLS goal, and he did it within the first 22 minutes of this game. So uh, I'm watching it on my phone right now. It's a beautiful thing. Miami takes the lead. I, uh, I didn't take it. And I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm kicking myself because it was minus 150. Now, Messi's, for those of you not following soccer, uh, he's pretty I good. believe the scientific term is very good at soccering. He's quite good at the soccering, actually. Uh, he's going to have a lot of goals, without a doubt. But I figured after he did what he did in match number one, he was going to get marked, and he wouldn't, I don't know, have unguarded free runs directly at the goalkeeper, and that's exactly what happened. I didn't like it at minus 150. If you'd have given me at, like, one, minus 105, minus 110, I probably would have played that. Messi's very good, Ryan. Very, very good. He's... He's very, very good. What would you do, Rob, if you ran into Messi at a grocery store? Now, are you the type of guy where you just kind of, hey, Messi? Or would you have to go up, introduce yourself? Would you have to take a picture? Would you have to get something autographed? What would you do if you just ran into him in a grocery store as he's making a cereal run? So I'll be real. Uh, since the point that selfies became super practical and easy, right? I'm not an auto. I still have a lot of autographs. Like if you go to the the office at the Radio Ranch down in Greenville, uh, I've got a Deion Sanders autograph. I hate a cowboy, but in his Cowboys gear, uh, I've got an autograph from Ken Griffey Jr. I'm a longtime Saints fan. I've got an autograph from Archie Manning. Like I used to be a big autograph guy, but now, especially considering I've been very very fortunate to fall into a role where I have met. Many of many of the guys and gals that I grew up loving, if I can grab a selfie, I'd much rather have a selfie, but I'm also a big leave him alone guy, right? Like if you're now, if you're in a spot where the public uh, is expected to know, like if I'm at the stadium and he walks by me, yeah, I'm asking for a selfie. But if I see the dude trying to pick up some honey nut Cheerios and get home, I'm a big leave him alone guy. I'd rather just have the story of, hey, I saw Leo Messi. He eats Honey Nut Cheerios. So now so do I because I'm an adult and do what other adults do when they're good at sports. Uh, if I catch him in a grow, if he's at Publix, which, by the way, to the soccer haters, all right, I'm talking directly to you, soccer hater. He was yeah. not being left alone at Publix. It was a photo op. Publix is a major sponsor for Inter-Miami. That's why he pull up in an Audi on like his first day in America. So relax, 
Messi's going to get swarmed everywhere he goes. That's why, right here in Charlotte, the last game of the year, uh, the last regular season MLS game of the year, is Inter-Miami here in Charlotte. And Rob Brown is a gigantic dummy and did not buy those tickets when there was talk that maybe Messi would sign. If you want to sit in the bottom bowl for that game, Ryan, you're coming off of two grand. If you want to sit in the top row of Bank of America Stadium, that's an NFL stadium, you're looking at over $300 to sit in the Raptors at BOA right now. People know who Messi is. Soccer is catching on in America. And if you're one of those people that don't like that soccer is catching on in America, too bad. Yeah. I got to introduce you to my buddy uh, that I used to do mornings with in Milwaukee, Bart Winkler. Biggest soccer fan I know. Um, and, yeah, he, he would love everything that you just said right there. But let's talk a little NL Central. You heard that De La Cruz uh, clip. So looking at the NL Central, this is a division where I'm not going to lie, man, this pains me to talk about right here, uh, July 25th, because for me, Rob, baseball season's over. I literally have a college football countdown clock. I'm waiting for the NFL season because I'm a Cubs fan as I check up a scoreless game they did strong two run. Uh, so I look at the NL Central. Any chance that anybody other than Milwaukee or Cincinnati ends up winning that division? And would you do anything with either of those teams? If not, uh, Milwaukee minus 175 as we look today over at BetMGM. Cincinnati nearly 2-1 to one odds, uh, plus 185 right now in the uh, NL Central market. Yeah. You know, I'm, I I honestly might play the Reds to win the division. Uh, Milwaukee is got to be the most boring division leader that I can remember, right? They're just, there's nothing boring. The Reds are fun. The Reds are flashy. Now, do I have fear that the Reds will do in the second half what the Rays did in the first half? They get hot. They get us all hot and bothered about putting some money down. And then eventually the young guys get caught up to People start to figure out Ellie De La Cruz. They kind of start to figure out this that aspect of this team, and they fall off. Yes, there's some concern there, but for a team that was a dozen games down three months ago and now is a game and a half back of a Milwaukee team. And by the way, while Milwaukee's playing good ball, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're playing good ball, and the Reds have caught them. But those are the only two teams I'm taking a flyer on. I, I've got to imagine how many times have we talked about it just in the past show and a half the Cubs are sellers. I don't know that the Cardinals are going to blow it up. I absolutely think they should. The window is closed on the current Paul Goldschmidt iteration of the St. Louis Cardinals. You can keep him or Arenado, but I probably will not keep both. I think you got to blow that up. And the Pirates are the Pirates, and they're going back to being the Pirates. So the only two teams worth playing are Cincinnati. And the only question is that I have there is, are these young guys led by Ellie De La Cruz, as good as advertised, or are they going to do like the Rays did, get a hot start, everybody's afraid at them, and then one day they get figured out like Tampa did. That being said, I like the plus money number. I like the risk on a team that has jumped a dozen games and is a game and a half back of the most boring division leader in baseball history. No, I mean, so I agree. Like, current price, there would be no reason to play the Brewers right now, especially when you look at what you could have played the Brewers coming into the season where the Cardinals were the overwhelming favorites to win the NL Central. Cubs should be sellers of the deadline. Who knows what they end up doing? Pirates are a couple years away, obviously. 
The Cardinals, I completely agree. They should be sellers at the deadline. They should move Nolan Arenado just because, I mean, he's a great player. I hate that team, and they're not going anywhere. Like, if you're looking at price and you want to talk value bets, you could say the Cardinals, but, like, let's be honest, man. They're never aggressive at the deadline. If they do anything, they're going to sell, and I just can't see that team making a run. But current price, the play would be the Reds, but I got to be honest, I think the Brewers end up winning that division just because Craig Council's probably the best manager in the national league he's so underrated the way that he uses that bullpen i really do like devin williams especially when he's not punching walls and breaking his hand before the postseason <laughs> christian yelich i know the power numbers aren't there he's only got 14 homers this season but he's hitting over 285 again like christian yelich is having a bounce back season and the brewers are really boring like every game you watch they're trying to scratch out runs but they just never go away, and they're consistent. And I just think the Reds might be a year away. But let's see what they do at the deadline because they've came out and said that they're going to be aggressive. Maybe they're going to move on from India. We'll wait and see. Um, but I agree, like current price, that's the only way that I would go. What about AL Central? I, I would I mean, also point out real quick. Sorry, I don't mean to. Yeah. I don't mean to jump in. I would also point out two things. Number one, I'd like to welcome the return of Fade Patrick Corbin Day because it's back, baby. If you want free money, start fading Patrick Corbin again. Freddie Peralta has made it into the fifth inning one time in his past six starts. Wade Miley's on the IL. Adrian Hauser and Julio Turan are not the same dudes that they have been. So the bad news is that you've been playing really good ball. Now your staff is falling out from under you. So unless they get that turned around immediately, that one and a, I'm going to go ahead and call the shot. By the end of next week, that one-and-a-half game lead is evaporated. I'm not saying the Reds will take the division lead, but I'm saying they will have a fight for it, and it will be squared up after one more time through this rotation for Milwaukee. Well, I uh, played their win total under. So if the Brewers could fall apart, trade Corbin Burns, preferably uh, anywhere else at the deadline, I'd be all for that. What about the AL Central, man? Because I look at this market, no chance... I'm playing the Twins minus 275 at that price. But the Twins are probably going to win the Central. The Guardians, uh, better than 2-1 to one odds, plus 225. The White Sox should sell. It, like, they have to sell at the deadline. That team's going absolutely nowhere. That's a terrible division. I don't think there's any reason to play anybody else. I mean, Detroit, Kansas City. What would you do here? Uh, anything? It's the Twins division, right? It is the Twins division. Uh, I, I had actually... About three, four weeks ago, you could have probably talked me into taking a flyer on Detroit because when they were playing five, they were hanging around 500 for a while there, and it looked like some of the old guard for Detroit was was kind of gonna just veteran grit their way into a contest there. But they've fallen off. They're now what? They're sitting two and a half game or two games below 500 at this point. Uh, the Guardians are the Guardians. I said the other day, uh, Cody Decker and I got into a, a discussion about it because I honestly think the Guardians should be sellers. I think they got enough pieces that they could build a foundation at a point in time where the rest of this division doesn't really have one. I think the Guardians should be sellers. I think you just give the division to the Twins. I'm not, nobody's thinking the Twins are going to represent the AL in the World Series. There's no, they'll be the hot team at the right time. They can't. Uh, I don't. Th I think Cleveland. I think every team in this division, with the exception of Minnesota, ought to be a trade deadline seller. To be honest with you. Really quick, just moving away from the AL Central. 
who would you bet today in the American League to win the World Series? Like, if you had to place a bet in the American League, because in the National League, like we keep doing the same thing every single week. You know, like uh, it's it's the Braves and who? And for me, it's 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 the Braves. I can't really make the case for anybody else except for the Dodgers, like Cody said last night. What about the American League, though? If you had to place a bet today, who would you go with? I listen. I love the Baltimore Orioles, just so we're abundantly clear. They're young, know, they're fun, like, they're energetic. I love the Baltimore Orioles. But young teams without experience don't usually make solid, deep runs through the playoffs. I think they need a tough, gritty L in a playoff series before I'm like, okay, now they've sharpened the teeth, they're ready. The Rays have completely fallen off. Uh, if you want to, like a real dark horse, Toronto. Toronto's got the pitching. They've got the hitting. Toronto's a fun dark horse that could get it as a wild card, go on the road and upset. But as much as I do the best I can to disagree with Cody Decker as often as possible, it's the Houston Astros, right? It's Houston. They've got the depth. They've got the hitting. They've got the pitching. They're going to be trade deadline buyers. We know that. That's what they do. They're going to buy somebody. Uh, and as, as fun as Texas has been, I don't see them lasting a seven-game series with Houston if it comes to that. Uh, I would go Dark Horse Toronto up front. I hate to do it because we're all tired of them, but I got to go Astros. Couldn't agree more. I mean, with both things. I mean, the Astros, like going into the season, and this is what the Astros do. Like, it's a little bit of a World Series hangover, right? But we know what they're going to do with the deadline. But I think the value pick, I think it's Toronto. Uh, as Dansby Swanson does hit a two-run shot, and the Cubs take a rare lead over the White Sox. Two to nothing, top of the second, did bet the Cubs. That's the only reason I'm excited. This season is dead. Uh, really quick before we get to the break, you know, here in D.C., Rob, you're not lucky enough to be a member of the DMV, man, but since the sale of the Commanders, it's been a nonstop party here in Washington, D.C. Nothing but celebrating, and that continues this week with BetMGM and BetQL. If you're in the DMV area, uh, and this includes you, Rob. This Thursday, join the Daily Tips, Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. You hear them every single morning, 6 to 9, along with myself. We'll be at the Nationals Mets watch party, and we'll be at Happy Hour, hosted by BetMGM at the Bullpen, which is located on Half Street in Navy Yard, right down the street from the ballpark. It goes from 6 to 10 p.m. We'll be there for bonus bets. That's going to be dropping throughout the night. Prize wheel giveaways and happy hour all night long so it doesn't get much better again that's 6 to 10 p.m thursday night at the bullpen michael jenkins chelsea messenger myself for nats mets it's gonna be a good time man i can't wait i can't wait rob just to be honest to get out of the house i'm gonna be uh doing the daily tip with my guys joe ostrowski and my guy ed and uh it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm gonna get myself a designated driver for thursday night I just like that it's taking you till Thursday to get over your Dave Matthews hangover to get back in public. Congratulations. Oh, and speaking of congratulations, congratulations to me as Pete Alonzo just went yard for the second time in this baseball game. So that's another little cushion to the run line. Uh, Sincere question before we go to break. Why is no one talking about the Atlanta Braves like they don't have Major League Baseball's best record right now? Why are we talking Dodgers, Astros, and Jays? Why aren't we talking Braves? Exactly. 